2024, can you believe it? Time is slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. As the Steve Miller Band, I believe, sang once upon a time. If you're not sure that time is moving swiftly, I will remind some of you in the room that we just celebrated the 24th anniversary of Y2K. When we were convinced that the world was coming to an end. Now, if you're younger and you're asking, well, what is Y2K? Just Google it. You will see what all the uproar was about. And isn't that correct? Wasn't, didn't we just, this is going into the 24th year of that. Let that give you some context of how fast time is moving. With that in mind, we want to be intentional with the time God's given us. Let's call it kingdom intentionality. I'm reminded of a quote from one of the great philosophers of the past couple generations, Yogi Berra, who said, if you don't know where you are going, you'll end up somewhere else. And so as the body of Christ, we certainly want to know where we're going. I think part of my role here, part of my primary role, is to make sure that our church keeps the main thing, the main thing. It's part of what I do. It's part of my calling here to this community. And it's an important calling because there's so much brokenness and bondage in the world that more people need to hear the message of Jesus. That they need to know, they need to experience, they need to understand his his love for them, the forgiveness that they find in him, the freedom that is experienced in him, and that redemptive hope that he brings into our lives. And so if there's any organization, if you will, and the church is an organism, not an organization, but I will use that to give it context, is to understand if, if there's any organization that should understand where they are going, it should be the local body of Christ. There's too much at stake, and we do not want to look up years from now and find ourselves somewhere else. So to do that, we come back from time to time to the recognition of who are we and what do we feel that God has asked us to accomplish here in this little slice of the kingdom we call Discovery Point Church. To do that, we use specific statements, right, to to anchor us to some things. So so first of all, I want to just briefly highlight our mission statement, why we're here, what gives us the reason to exist. And if we did not exist, what would be missed in our city? Our mission is to know Christ, to know him, and to make him known. That is why we exist. We take that simple phrase and it encompasses the great commission, if you will, out of Matthew chapter 28, and it's a phrase we can, we can, it's memorable, it's applicable, and it's contextual. We see this idea in the gospel of John chapter 17 in the priestly prayer of Jesus at the beginning of prayer, the beginning of the prayer he mentions this, and toward the end of the prayer he also circles back and uses similar language. So in John 17, 34, the scripture says, and this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is Jesus praying. 
I've glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. Let's pray. Father, as we open up our hearts and our mouths in worship and prayer, all in preparation, Father, of having a moment with you. And Father, we invite you into this moment. We ask that you bind the work of the enemy, that what is bound in earth has already been bound in heaven. So bind the work of the enemy. Bind the distracting. Bind the apathy. And Father, we invite you into this room. Let your spirit be the pervasive power in this room this evening. Lord, speak to us at our deepest need. Encourage us that there be exhortation, Father, and obedience coming out of this. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Look at these simple words. To know him. To know Christ. Uh, there's several words in the New Testament for know, Greek words. This word is gnosko. You may have heard it before. It's a, it's a rich word, and it means to learn something by experience, right? by relationship. So in other words, if, if someone was teaching you to cook or to play an instrument, if someone was teaching you bookkeeping, please pray. If someone is teaching you how to sell, if, if someone is teaching you a skill, a craft, art, as you go through the process, that is this idea of gnosko. You're, you're, learn, you're acquiring this knowledge through experience. And so Jesus says, I pray that they know you, the only true God. We see this in Paul's language in Philippians 3, that I may know him, same word, Jesus. I want to know him by the power of his resurrections and the fellowship of his sufferings. And so I submit the mission statement begins with those of us, maybe who would consider ourselves already believers, that we would know him deeper. And by the way, as we begin the new year, if you've yet to latch on to a resolution, may I submit knowing Jesus more. May I submit a resolution, not crazy about the word, how about a covenant with you and Christ to know him more this year. It is a life-changing resolution. And our mission is to know him. This idea of, of knowing him in deeper and relevant and more passionate ways. Not just the absorption of spiritual content, which is good. But beyond that, to know him is this idea that, that by faith in him and obedience to him, those are the litmus tests of our knowledge of him. Say that again. Our faith in him, trust. Our obedience to him. Those are the litmus test, if you will, of our knowledge of him. So the challenge I want to present to you this weekend is for you to take a step into knowing Christ more, deeper. Can I give you a couple practical applications? Good. I'm, I'm glad you said yes. I thought about it anyway. So a couple of things. You're like, Pastor, what would that look like in my life moving forward? One thing it might look like is like, all right, you're going to commit yourself to reading the Gospels. The Gospels. Maybe begin with the Gospel of John and say, okay, here's how I'm going to know him more. I'm, I'm going to read. I'm absorbing biblical content. But beyond that, I'm looking for the person of Jesus the parables, what do they mean? The promises, what can I claim? Or a precept, what did he tell me to do? And as I come across those things in the scriptures, in the gospels, then I begin to say, okay, how do I incorporate 
that precept? How do I claim that promise? What's the parable teaching about me? Who is the person of Jesus? So that's one angle, right? Get into the Gospels and read it slowly, methodically. Take a note. Pray over it. Or another option might be this. What if you and I took the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, which I believe are the nine characteristics of the life of Christ. What if we took the fruit of the Spirit this year and you said, okay, there are nine fruits of the Spirit. I'm going to take this year and each month I'm going to concentrate on one of those fruits, right? So I'm going to concentrate. So example, in February, I'm concentrating on love. That's my goal for one month. I'm concentrating on the characteristic fruit of the Spirit of love. I'm not only studying about love, I'm not only listening to songs about love and messages about love, but I'm actually going to love those within my sphere of influence. And then come March, you're like, okay, now I'm going to work on joy. So just a couple ways you might consider getting to know him deeper. Then we say not just to know him, but to make him known, to make this Jesus known. I'm, I'm speaking of Jesus of Nazareth, the one who left, came from the splendor and the majesty of heaven, and he, he made his way to this earth, and he walked among us, yet without sin, but he came to rescue sinners. It, it is this Jesus that came to experience what you experience and what I experience. If you had a bad week, Jesus understands. If you've been frustrated, if you've experienced pain, if you've experienced setbacks, if you've experienced abandonment, Jesus feels all of that. If you had a great week, you had a great day, you've been joyful, happy, things are going well, Jesus experienced that. If you've been to a wedding last year, guess what? Jesus has been to a wedding. He experienced all of those things, hunger, pain, loneliness, heat, cold. He experienced all of those things as we experience those things in life. This same Jesus who we're to make known, we see that he, he loved lepers. He loved prostitutes. He loved the broken. He loved the lame. He loved those who consider themselves as marginalized and ostracized from the things of God. The world has never seen a love that we see in Jesus Christ. He is the fullest, most comprehensive expression of love and truth that the world has ever known. This is the Jesus we are to make known. But it goes beyond that. Paul in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 says, For in Christ all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. This is the Jesus we are to make known. This is the Jesus who's the prophet, the priest, the clean. He's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He's the first and he is the last. This King Jesus, he's the bread of life. He's living water. For thirsty souls. He's the light of the world. He is the lion of Judah. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the risen Lord and the imminent coming King of Kings. And it is our privilege to make him known to others. He is so amazing. Our God is so incredible. He invites us in to his kingdom movement and says, I want you to be a part of what I am doing, not only to know me, but I want you to make me known. How amazing is that, that God would use us, right? Dr. Dan Spader says he is fully convinced that most believers have no idea what God wants to do in and through their lives. Wow. 
So we're here to know him and make him known. But that mission has to have some feet. It has to have some visionality to it. And so we have a vision statement here at Discovery Point, totally unique to our church, okay? I need you to have this memorized by the time we leave this evening. To leave the building, you have to quote it on the way out, all right? Look at this, look at this vision statement. Let, let's look at it together here. It is, uh, it, it's comprehensive, but it has very intentional language. Look at our vision statement. Our vision is to serve as an army of passionate kingdom ambassadors, mobilized, mobilized to pray, care, and share the love of Jesus, enabling those within our relational circles to be transformed by the power of Christ and conform to his image for the glory of God. What a vision. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. I understand. But my goodness, look at the beauty of that. Look at the, the intense language. Look at the key words that we see there. We're kingdom ambassadors. We're mobilized. There's action of praying, caring, and sharing, loving people, people being transformed by Jesus Christ, conformed to his image, all for the glory of God. Amen? Wow. That's what God wants to do in our lives. And every believer serving as a kingdom ambassador, praying, caring, and sharing, the love of Jesus Christ. I think it was about a week and a half ago, kind of during the, the lull period between Christmas and New Year's. I'm not sure what I was doing one day, but I think we were home, and my wife Sharon says, I, I'm going to run a few errands. <clears throat> I thought, well, where are you headed? She's like, well, I'm going here, there, there. And one of the places was close to the Walmart right down here. See, I had a little something on my mind. I had a little something that I needed to do a little recon work of, for me, not for her. So I'm like, do you mind if I ride with you, honey? I, I, I need to just stop by Walmart for a minute, and I'll run in and see what's up at Walmart, and, and, and I won't be long. She's like, yeah, sure. So, so we do our thing, and then she takes me to Walmart. It's been a long time since I've been to Walmart, but I was excited. You know, when it's usually something to do with me and I want, I get pretty excited about it. So I'm just doing a little work, a little research, you know, just looking at things. And so the plan, of course, is she drives. She pulls up to the garden center door. You know, you go to this Walmart here? Yeah. So there's a garden center, right? So that's usually where there's less people, less traffic. I'm like, honey, pull up, unlock. I'm going to bail out. You drive around, pick me up in about five minutes. Sounds like a great plan, doesn't it? How many of you use similar plans? Yeah, don't, don't go park the car. Don't walk in. Just hang tight. It's going together well. I jump out. I work through the garden center. Nobody there. Plans coming together. I make my way to the back of Walmart. There I'm doing a little research, doing a little work, a little recon work, seeing is this what I need? Is it going to work? So I, as I'm looking at that, I get a text. And here's the text. Can you bring that text? My wife says, helping a lady find her car. I thought, too bad, I'm working on something for me. So I just keep working and looking, and then I, I got what I needed, and I understood what I needed, and I'm like, then I said, okay, read it with me, church. On the way out. This is the actual text. I'm on the way out. So, man, I battened down the hatches. It looked like SEAL Team 6 coming out of there. Nobody even knew I was there. I was under the cover of darkness, and I made my way back through the garden center. As I walk out of the garden center, the sensor sets off the automatic door. I come out of the door. Oh, my goodness, the plan's coming together. 
she's pulling, she's driving right here. It never happens that way. I'm usually the one. I have to walk out. She knew the plan. I'm like, okay, where are you? Where are you? Not this time. She was on it. I mean, it was precision. We never even practiced this before. So I walk out, and she's pulling up, but she doesn't stop. And then I thought, ah, she doesn't see me. So what she does is she takes a right going down an aisle. Are you picturing this? She's going down an aisle, cars on both sides, and I thought, oh, she just wants to get out of the flow of traffic. Cool. So I take off. She keeps going. By this time, no lie, I'm waving my arms. I'm jumping up and down. It's as if you're at the airport and they're trying to pull in an Airbus A380 into the terminal, you know, the largest plane, passenger plane. There's a guy with sticks, and he's, that's what I look like at Walmart. And I'm thinking, she doesn't see me. So I begin walking a little faster. I'm like, oh, she's going to stop at any minute now, and we're going to get this. She doesn't stop. She keeps driving and driving and driving. And I keep walking and walking and walking. By this time, I'm not walking in the spirit. The flesh has taken over. Getting angry, boiling over a little bit, putting, putting together the response. So literally about halfway down the aisle, she pulls her car in. And man, at this point, I hate to say it, I'm pretty angry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to her about this in the name of the Lord when I get there. So I go behind the car and and I, I go to the, her, her car door, and I pull it open with some vigor, with some attitude. I pull the car door open, and there's an old lady sitting in the passenger seat. I looked at the old lady. She was doing this. I immediately looked at my wife, who was, on, who was driving the car. She is praying for that lady in the car. So I'm standing there in all my ungodly glory with the door open, and in an instant, I got super spiritual. <laughs> yes, Lord, help this lady find her car. We, <laughs> yes, Father, absolutely, yeah. What if we prayed, cared, and shared for people when the opportunity arose? And I don't mean to embarrass my wife, call her out on that, but she was praying for this lady in the car, and her car was right there. They, that my wife actually helped her find the car. I wanted to go lay hands on it, but I didn't, if you know what I mean. Pray, care, and share. That's what it means to be a kingdom ambassador. Sometimes it's very organic. It's in the moment. It's a lady who can't find her car at Walmart. Somebody you run into, an old friend, somebody at the office. Other times it's very organized, very intentional. But that's our, that's our vision to share the love of Jesus by praying, caring, and sharing for those around us. Obviously, obviously, there's still more people that need to hear the message. Amen? Notice what Jesus says in Matthew 24, 14. He says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. 1995, I went uh, on a trip to Haiti with a friend of mine, and primary mission was to go from hut to hut sharing the gospel message. And so we were there three or four days, literally on the western shore, almost western shores of Haiti. And man, we were going hut to hut. We were sharing the gospel. And on the last day, 
course, we're a little worn out. There's a picture of a team, Gordon. Can you bring that up? There's a picture of, of the team, and I'm the one in the middle. looks a little bit like Gilligan there with the hat on. But I remember the last day, I was approaching a hut, and one of the last huts, and, man, this crazy thought, this crazy thought occurred to me as I'm walking on a dirt path toward that hut. I'm wondering, is this the last hut that has to hear the gospel of the kingdom before the end comes? Is this the last hut? Is this the last message? As we go and share the gospel, is this it? Obviously not. But what if we lived with that intentionality? To think the next conversation the next text, the next phone call. Maybe, maybe this is what Jesus means when he says the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So obviously the gospel's not been proclaimed to everyone who needs to hear it just yet. Steve Green wrote a song back in the day entitled, People Need the Lord. Let's look, check out the lyrics. Every day they pass me by, I can see it in their eyes. Empty people filled with care, headed who knows where. On they go through private pain, living fear to fear. Laughter hides their silent cries, only Jesus hears. People need the Lord, people need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, he's the open door. People need the Lord, people need the Lord. When will we realize people need the Lord? We are called to take his light to a world where wrong seems right. What could be too great a cost for sharing life with one who's lost? Through his love, our hearts can feel all the grief they bear. They must hear the words of life only we can share. May the people who know us but don't know Jesus come to know Jesus because they know us. May the people who don't know Jesus, who know us, but they don't know Jesus. Come to know Jesus because they know us. Friends, if this is your church home, we have a clear mission. We have a clear vision, and we have some values. Let me just mention those three quickly. What are our values here? Of course, there's doctrinal, theological values. You can find those on our website. But we call these the values of Jesus. That is to live for God's glory, to love for the good of others, to lead, to expand the kingdom. That's what we value. Every believer living for his glory, loving for the good of others, leading to expand the kingdom. As we move into 2024, I'm going to close our time together. We have a church-wide focus. We have a, a, a something to rally around, a phrase that we want to introduce to you this weekend. And it's this simple phrase, to walk in love to rally around that, to teach around that, to schedule around that, to pray around that, to live around this idea that we walk in love. We find this in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, where the Scripture says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love. Say that with me. And walk in love. Notice, notice the clarifying point here. As Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God.
Let's rally around. Let, let's be known as the people who walk in love. Yes, we're, we want to have, and by the way, love means truthful conversations. Love means hard conversations. Love means we're willing to have those. Love means we're willing to take the difficulties that we see in the Scriptures from time to time as far as a cultural perspective and say, we're, we're going to have to have, we want to have that conversation. We love people enough. We want to love people enough and love them well enough to make sure we speak the truth of God's Word into their lives, into their lives. Here's my challenge. This is your church home. Let's know Christ and let's make Him known. Let's live as an army of passionate kingdom ambassadors, mobilized, pray, care, and share. The love of Jesus, enabling those within our circles to be transformed by the power of Christ, conformed to his image, and ultimately bring glory to God. How about it? Let's move forward with this mission, this vision, and these values. Have a takeaway this evening. Have an action step. It's simple. I don't think you'll have to write it down, but it's something you may want to write down soon. It's this. I invite you or challenge you to begin praying for one person you're not sure about them and their relationship to Christ. Just pray. Just pray for them. You don't have to tell them. You can tell them. You can say, hey, I've just been praying for you. You don't have to tell them. That's the first step to moving into this mission here that God has called us into at Discovery Point Church. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for our time together. Lord, we're honored to be a part of this kingdom movement called your church. As your church is the expression of the manifold wisdom of God in the heavenlies and here on this earth, as Paul says. So, Father, I pray that as we step into a new year, Lord, that we understand we, we, we do have a great commission calling to know Christ and make him known, that we, that we have a life that you've called us to live out, to bring glory to you by be people of prayer, that we care, that we share with others, that they are transformed and conformed to the person and the image of Christ for your glory. Give us strength and grace. Father, right now, put a person, put a name on our mind that we can begin praying for as we move into the new year. Give us that person, that name. And Father, maybe that's the name, maybe that's the person we need to begin caring for and eventually sharing with. We give you all the glory, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We pray you allow this message to transform you to take what you learned and share the love of Jesus to those around you. You can stay informed and connected by following Discovery Point Church on all social media platforms. Thank you and God bless you.